Vatican calls for the establishment of a global authority. This week, the National Post newspaper in Canada reported that the Vatican had issued an official paper entitled Note on Financial Reform from the Pontifical Council for Justice and Peace. The article elaborated, The Vatican called on Monday for the establishment of a global public authority and a central world bank to rule over financial institutions that have become outdated and often ineffective in dealing fairly with crises. The National Post quoted the Vatican document as saying, Of course, this transformation will be made at the cost of a gradual, balanced transfer of a part of each nation's powers to a world authority and to regional authorities, but this is necessary at a time when the dynamism of human society and the economic and the progress of technology are transcending borders, which are in fact already very eroded in a globalized world. So the Vatican is calling for a global authority, to which the nations of the world would transfer part of their sovereignty. The first question that comes to mind is, who will control this global authority? Another article in the National Post on the same subject reveals more about this proposal. The Church has always rallied against economic injustice through appealing to morality and conscience, but this document goes so far to suggest taxing global financial transactions and subsidizing banks, conditional on virtuous behaviors. And the purpose of the public authority is first and foremost to serve the common good, it says. Well, who from the Vatican's viewpoint would be capable of defining virtuous behaviors, and who by the Vatican's estimation would be able to discern what is the common good of society? These are moral questions. Would the Vatican accredit anyone but themselves as being capable of ruling upon moral questions? It is clear that the Vatican is calling for a global authority who would make decisions upon moral questions, questions that in their view could only be decided upon by themselves. This is an interesting paper, as it gives us a glimpse into the thinking of the Vatican and the destination to which they are working, it is also quite astounding when we consider the picture given in Scripture of this great system before she is destroyed. In Revelation 17, verse 4, we find a description of an unfaithful harlot woman who is riding upon a beast. Without too much difficulty, we can discover that a beast is a symbol used in Scripture to, de to depict the empires of man. In the prophecy of Daniel 7, the four great empires are depicted by beasts. This beast in Revelation 17 is actually portraying a different phase of the dreadful and terrible Roman beast of Daniel 7. A woman is used, to, uh, is used to describe a religious community. It is used in a good sense in 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 2. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. In the Old Testament, the figure is also used for Israel and for Judah in Ezekiel 23. In this chapter, Israel and Judah are portrayed as two immoral women, Aholah and Aholibah. These women go after their lovers, which are the surrounding nations, principally the Assyrians and Babylonians, but also in their youth they went after the Egyptians. What does this mean? The answer in regards to the Egyptians is in Joshua 24, verse 14. 
Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. The whoredom that these women committed in Egypt was serving, was the serving of Egypt's idols. This is spelled out in Ezekiel 23 concerning the other nations. Verse 7 says that with all their idols she defiled herself. This is stated several times in the chapter, again in verse 30 and also verse 37. With their idols have they committed adultery. Israel and Judah were the ecclesia in Old Testament times. They are an assembly called out, as Stephen says in Acts 7. This is he that was in the ecclesia in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us. There are other Old Testament examples as well. Nahum the prophet depicts Nineveh as being a harlot city in chapter 3. Because of the multitude of the whoredoms of the well-favored harlot, the mistress of witchcrafts that selleth nations through her whoredoms and families through her witchcrafts, behold, I am against thee, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will discover thy skirts upon thy face, and I will show the nations thy nakedness and the kingdoms thy shame. Nineveh was a city that heard the word of the God of Israel from the mouth of Jonah the prophet, yet not long after they returned to their wickedness. Another nation that is portrayed as a harlot is Tyre in Isaiah 23. Tyre was a nation that was close to God in the days of Solomon, but had turned away from the God of Israel to serve idols. The harlot woman in Revelation 16 can be interpreted as a people that are a religious, a religious body. This idea is reinforced by the fact that she has wine, which she gives to others to drink, intoxicating them. Wine in scripture is a symbol of doctrine, of teaching, the pure covenant of the promises. This harlot woman is a teaching body that is associated with the Roman beast, a political power. So this harlot woman represents the Roman church. She rides the beast and so, to some extent, controls it. In Revelation 18, verse 3, we find a description of her commercial and religious exploits. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Not only does she trade in regular commodities, but also in regards to the souls of men. So this woman represents a religious community which believes souls can be bought, with ties to the latter-day Roman Empire, which she in fact has some degree of control over. But not only this, she trades in regular commodities as well. This is all quite astonishing when we see the Vatican calling for a global public authority and a world central bank that will make moral decisions in regards to money. Nations will lose some sovereignty to this entity. So we see that the vision and goal of the Vatican matches exactly to that of the Roman harlot in Revelation. Return next week as we open our Bibles and consider the Bible in the News, www.bibleinthenews.com. This has been David Billington with you.